I'm Jim Dolan from Pride of Irons, and uh, there'll be something a little bit unusual for listeners and, and viewers this week. Um, usually, you're used to seeing either me and my uh, trusty companion Rob uh, talking about the men's game, or my other co-chair, so co-co-co-chair of Pride of Irons, uh, Joe Bailey, talking about the women's game. And we usually talk to rival fans as well. But this week, it's Rainbow Laces, so we're doing a little bit, something a little bit special, a little bit different. Joe, you're with me today. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm Joe, season ticket holder for men's and the women's <laughs> games. I must just add that because there's somebody here as well that's only just got season ticket holder for the men's. Um, yeah, also part of the women's supporters board as well. And um, I've often been told that I'm the better looking one of the co-chairs. So, yeah. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny that. I still agree, I'm sure, yeah. Well, yes, so our special guest this week is not a rival fan. Uh, it doesn't really need an introduction. It's uh, DJ Rusty Budden. Hello, Hello Russ. How you doing, mate? Hello, guys. How are we doing? We are fantastic. All the better for having you. Thank you. Yeah. Lovely to be on. Lovely to be on. Thank you for asking me. Adoring your purple background and feeling very jealous at the yeah, moment. It's well. I told you, it's 15 quid from Amazon and a white wall. I'm ruining. I'm, I'm ruining the sort of the the, the facade, isn't it? Fifteen pounds. Don't, don't give away the secrets. I know. <clears throat> I might wow. change the colour halfway through if anyone notices. But yeah. <laughs> now, um, so usually, like I say, we 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 talk to to away fans, uh, away fans, well, opposition fans, um, and we go through the same sort of set of questions. We're not going to do that this week. We're going to do something a little bit different. Um, so for those who who don't know Russ, and let's be honest, everyone's going to know him more than more than us, but. Um, he does a brilliant YouTube channel called uh, My Hammers 11, um, where he speaks to people all throughout the fan base around what would be their dream Hammers starting 11 um, from the time they started watching, right, Russ? Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it'd be everyone would have the same bloody 11, wouldn't they? If you, if you picture dream 11, it'd all have, everyone would have Bobby Moore in it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so the, the criteria is um, the only rule actually is the fact that the, you have to be alive to have seen them play. So I never saw Billy Bonds play. I never saw Trevor Brooking play. I saw Samasi Abu and Peter Butler. No, I don't know. That's disservice to Peter Butler. Samasi Abu and uh, Jonathan Spector. And so, yeah, that's the idea. So we've had almost 200. So we started it in lockdown 1.0. And since then, we've had almost 250 guests on. Um, as you said, like a whole wide section of of fans um some relatively inexperienced fans who haven't had the um haven't had it <laughs> that sort of they're still really optimistic haven't it jumped out of them just yet um some more experienced who have been hardened by years of watching the Amers, um all over the world um all different ages from different groups as well obviously we've had both of you on uh we've had and some very special celebrity guests as well right very yeah. well-known individuals yeah. that all right Done all right. So Done all had, right. Yeah. Come on, give us some names. Okay, let's just drop a few. We had Ray Winston. We've had Harry. We've had uh, Harry. We've had um, who else? Have we had uh, we had Chris Akabusi. We had Chesney Hawks. <laughs> I love Chesney Hawks. <laughs> we had who we else had? We had um, Billy Mitchell from East Perry Fenwick. Um, we had loads, and we've had loads of players as well. So ex players. We probably had about forty or so. At those two fifty have been ex players. So everyone from. Uh, Trevor Sinclair to John Pantsil to Jeff Pike. Johnny Pants. Johnny Pantsil. Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Yeah, he always, he always seemed lovely. Yeah, he had a little bit of a 
I think he, he thought more of his time at West Ham than I did, um, to be honest. But <laughs> he said he's, but he was lovely. He was lovely. And if they I all... remember rightly, his last season, the end of um, the end of season uh, lap of honour. I'm sure he did a solo lap yes. afterwards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah he did. He said he did that because all the fans would sing his name, um, and they were all singing his name every all season. It's like, all right, John. <laughs> Okay. okay. Is that how you choose to remember it? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, good on you, man. But they, yeah, they, no. they all speak so highly of, and we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had Kate on, we've had Kate Longhurst on, you know, just, you know, it's not just the men's games, the, it's the women's game as well. There's, uh, unless you've had, I mean, Joe put Kate in, in her 11 as well, which was really cool. Uh, um, that was the first women's player one. that got into your first it 11. Was, right? It was, yeah, it was yeah. very, very good. And we, yeah, so we had the, we had, um, we had a couple of the, um, the, the Bame Hammers on, and we had Apu on the other day who did a, a, a black 11, um, yeah. which was really cool. And yeah, I mean, it's, everyone takes it in good, good jest. I mean, it's not necessary. You have to pick your best 11. We've had the worst 11s, the sick note 11s. We've had, um, you know, yeah, mine was the uh, the give a shit eleven. Yeah, the give a shit eleven. Yeah, but then we've had the locked up eleven um, from Graham and Nizam <laughs> Brown. Um, so yeah, it's it's been fun. It's and it's great fun because it gives me an excuse to talk about West Ham like every night basically for an hour or so. So it's a good. And life. like you say, there's there's like two hundred, like nearly two hundred and fifty of them. So if you've got time during lockdown two and you can't get out and about, there's yeah. plenty of a back catalogue there to go and check exactly. out. Exactly, or lockdown I mean, three. Who knows? But yeah, well, there's so you know. many. There's so many big names, though. I mean, like, you, you've got my favourite, like, Ray Winston. And, and yeah. you in the pub as well. But, oh, what I'd love to have, like, five minutes with Ray in the pub. I would think I would probably yeah, die in heaven, was, really. Yeah, special, yeah. Because it was, like, when it... Because, to be honest, I didn't think... I, I've got... I had, like, a list of people I wanted to interview. And Ray was pretty much at the top, um, just below Chesney Hawks. And... Um, no, he is the one and only, though, right? Oh! He's the one and only. He's the one and only. You got in there too early, Joe. And so, and so, yeah. So it just turned up, you know. Fortunate enough to get to get, you know, Ray Ray on board. Um, he was in Sicily at the time. He's only just come back, actually. I think he got back about two weeks ago. Um, he was stuck in Sicily pretty much from the first lockdown. He flew over there and it all shut down. So he was stuck in his what a horrible place to be stuck, you know, Sicily for like the summer months. But anyway. We can't all do that. So um, I thought, well, I have to do something special for Ray. So my friend's converted his, his, gar- his garage into a pub. So like, so I thought, oh, that's, that's like it, isn't it? Ray Winston in a pub talking about West Ham. It was like all the... And when he came on, he was like, oh, are you in a pub, Russ? And he went, oh, i get my fags. So he went, and then he started like puffing away. And I was like, we can't smoke in an English pub, Ray. And he went, yeah, you can in Sicily, mate. And then that was it. So no, it was, it was lovely. They've all been lovely. Everyone we've had has been lovely. I, I, and it's it's such an, an achievement, like to to a lot. I've seen a lot of people with different walks of life, different things, doing you know, coming from different backgrounds, finding mm. something in lockdown that is a little bit special, and and yeah. you know, finding their own little space in the world that they perhaps wouldn't have if they were just doing a normal you know nine to five life or whatever. And it's fantastic that you've done it. Like it's such an achievement. Um, yeah, thank and I, you really people should go and check it out yeah I and think it's not we, just the west ham fans as well russ i mean no, people no. from arsenal come up to you and say like they've we really do. enjoyed the show cause... we get lots we get lots of fans from all over um from all over the world from different clubs they message me on facebook or instagram or twitter or whatever saying um yeah they, they they love the show um you know it's not because like, the whole concept of the channel I, you know we always say we've got a special bunch of fans but i think we really do and this sort of exemplified that point um and that's what they watch it for they said although we're not a west ham fan I, I, it's nice to particularly that first lockdown when there was no football at all 
um, people were really clucking for something. And so, yeah, it was an idea I, I literally had in, and it, I'm, I'm going to sound in a Marks and Spencer's car park, um, <laughs> waiting for my wife to come out for the shopping because we could only have one person in there at a time. And, um, and yeah, no, it stemmed from literally a bit of Googling on Wikipedia on the West Ham page. And it was like, in 2003, they did this survey where they interviewed 500 fans and they asked them for their Dream 11. And it was, it was Parks, Brooklyn. You thought, I'll have that. And I thought, you know what? That's been, you know, it's like 20, 17 years ago. No one's done anything since then. So I'll, I'll nab that. But I was like, I didn't see any of these players. I maybe saw Deca- I think Decania was in there and, and Julian was in there. The rest I hadn't seen. Um, so I thought, my 11 be really different. And I know, like, his 11 and his 11 and his 11. And to be honest, it, it, the whole channel is an amalgamation, it's going to sound really corny, of West, the West End community because it started off me literally messaging like people like Baz, Gonzo, Gio, X, Sean, all them lot, and they all came on and then they all started saying, oh, you should be this person, you should do this and da, 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 da. And then sort of the little black book got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, it's like the six yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's the six it really degrees is, of Russ. Yeah, well, the six <laughs> degrees of Steve Bacon, I think we'll say. So, yeah, we'll get, <laughs> Steve, Steve will be on soon, bless him. He's not well at the moment, but he will be on soon. And, uh, yes, it's been great. And we've done the stuff, the charity stuff, and it's then we've done – then we sort of moved and did, like, game shows. Um, we've done – a bit of baking, you know, I did everything. I do, I do a live one on a, on a weekday, like a lunchtime thing, just because there's a lot of people out there who are struggling and stuff. And we just talk about absolute rubbish for 30 minutes at lunchtime to, you know, try and let everyone have a lunch break. And uh, it's, it's great fun. And, you know, we've had some really emotional um, episodes as well. You feel, you realise how much West Ham means to some people. Um, although it means something to me, you know, when these guys are saying, like, we had a guy called Peter Singh on, who was basically saying that West Ham saved him from a mental breakdown, basically. And you're like, fucking hell, seriously? This is, like, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's, it's how much it means to some people. And people love all those stories, because every story is individual, isn't it? You're like, how, how you became a West Ham fan, Jim, how Joe became a fan, how I became a fan. Everyone has a slightly individual journey to get to the same place. Um, and yeah, no, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I think literally today we're just about to hit 7,000 subscribers, which is mental, which someone said is it makes it the third biggest channel or something like that for West Ham fans, which is absolutely mental. I didn't think it was going to be this. this well, look, anyone who's listening, make sure you subscribe as well. Yeah. Get those numbers up and get to number one. <laughs> now, now, as if that wasn't enough of a claim to fame and, and to put you into West Ham history, obviously you've got a role within the club. So yeah. what, what, what is your official title over there? So, well, match match day DJ, basically. So, um, for the last 20 seasons, I'm the one who basically presses the, bub, the, bub, the, the bubbles button. So, when the players come out, I'm very bubbles. In essence, that, that's not all I do, but that's what most people will recognise me for. So, I must have played that bloody song about a, hundred, about a thousand times or something like that. So, yeah, 20 years, uh, man and boy, um, Upton Park to London Stadium. Um, yeah, and that's what I do. So I, obviously, I've still been there when it's been shut down, basically behind closed doors. Um, so yeah, it was great on Saturday to have some fans back. So, so do you actually pick the the music that goes out? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, more and more of my time. When I first started, it was like literally carte blanche. Really, it was like you can do whatever you not whatever you want within reason, but because um, there was no video packages or anything like that. And obviously, more and more, you know, there's, there's, there's ads, they do video content and stuff like that. So it makes it a bit more of an interactive experience. And so, yeah, I do have, we have, uh, we have, we have leeway. Obviously, we have to play certain songs because it's almost like people have, you know, or particularly before lockdown, they, 
you know, planned their wees, planned when they're going to get so they can hit, oh, it's London's calling. I've got, I've got like eight minutes before yeah. the teams come out. So if we changed it, they'd be like, what? You know, they come out, what's going on here? Um, and, and so, yeah, we do have some sort of, and, you know, people take the mickey out of me because obviously if we, if we're not winning at half time, uh, I have like a playlist. In, I've got like, if West Ham are winning at half time or if they're losing. And for some reason, I never press shuffle. I always just press play. So it's always the bloody Foo Fighters that comes, that plays at half time or at the uh, end of the game if we haven't uh, got. A, got a I, I was going to say, this it's one of the things that, and, and obviously it's, it's, it's um, no, no offense to you, Russ, but no, yeah. whenever we've lost the game and Foo Fighters comes on, yeah. my mate Wilson is yeah. like, that fucking song it's too yeah. upbeat for a loss <laughs> it's like it's like you have to play generic it's like generic rock i remember once we used to play anything i just play like i don't know some some dance music and i remember ginge once um so we have a floor manager and the floor manager afterwards said oh ginge was like this was when ginge was playing i think they'd lost and he's walking up and went oh song yeah you know, we've lost it's a bit fucking upbeat it's like well you know i can't really play adele or anything like that you know it's like <laughs> we're slitting our wrists and we're getting off the pitch but um yeah it's always a, and you have to and also you gotta be careful as well i mean i've i've made some clangers you know like if we've we've lost off to city and then I play Oasis. You don't think about it, or oh yeah, or Fat Boy Slim at Brighton, and there's all these little connotations that you know you've got to go to like Leicester and Kasabian and stuff. It's all like you got. It's 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 not a hard job really at all. To be honest, it's it's great fun, um, but it can be a bit stressful because loads of like timings. You have got to make sure you everything's timed so the teams go at the same time. There's no overrun. And at half, I mean, yeah, at half time. That was a great. That was a good thing about not having any fans sort kind of thing because i could go for a wee at half time um because there was no beat the batak or kicking it with kissing me or any games that chris had to do so um yeah i had to oh yeah saturday was a bit of a struggle getting the old bladder back in into form but uh yes it was uh i love i love it it's great fun uh it's a great bunch of kids i mean the guys i've worked there i mean martin godlyman obviously i worked with jeremy nicholas beforehand um i've worked with both of them for 10 years a floor manager i've worked for 10 years and all the like the the techs so all the guys who do all the digi boards and stuff a lot of them we've been working for 10 years at least with them um so it's a real nice little family community there as well so yeah it's it's good fun it is good fun it's good banter um we all have it sounds fun. like it sounds like a, like a little a dream i mean joe what's your what's your what's your what's the song that jumps out to you the, the, the song that gets played in the ground because i know that obviously you were you were on my radio show you and amanda and amanda said like fat boy slim every time she hears that song she's transported to upton park or to mm. london stadium but what's your what's yours but that's it now it is that song now if anybody asks me i will say that song i've got that on every playlist of mine now through yeah. everything i play it's just non-stop me but i never grow tired of it though do you no, you play it's my, it's my yeah it's my it's my buffers it's like you know like when i used to do radio djing or wedding djing it was my sort of toilet track because it was like a long time so long this is my buffer in case you know because sometimes you know it's, you know you might have i don't know um a team might play you know a bit of gamesmanship and not come out a minute or so after the other team so it's sort of like it's about six minutes that track i think from beginning to end it's a bit like insomnia uh faithless that's about from the from the, the good bit it's about six minutes in um so there's sort of my sort of yeah toilet break tray yeah just to give us a little bit of buffer otherwise you know dead air is a crime basically isn't it with these things but uh yeah. no it was, no, it was uh, great to have everyone back on saturday as well so it was lovely or, or start to have some people back on saturday yeah Sorry, Joe, are you going to say something? No, go on, you're okay, go on. Okay. No, no, okay, cool. Um, so part of the reason we asked you on, Russ, was um, 
this this week was Rainbow Days. Oh, it's still yeah. Rainbow Days. Actually, it's two weeks. Um, so obviously they give everyone the opportunity to have a home and away game. Um, and the the what well, the focus for this this campaign was about allies. So obviously you've had us on your show. Um, yeah. You've you've kind of given us your platform and stuff, which is fantastic, and we really appreciate that. Um, and we wanted to bring an ally on, so someone who who was kind of has supported the community and and to speak to people not necessarily about. You know, I think there's always a lot of stuff around um, the negatives and, and discrimination and all that sure. kind of stuff, rather than the positives. And I think one of the big positives about um, campaigns like this and and um, you know it's about the allyship because most most people aren't LGBT. Mm. Most people in the UK also aren't yeah. black, you know, or Asian or whatever. So it's always really really good when you find people who encapsulate all the same values as you do, but without kind of needing to. It's mm. all it's voluntary, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring you on and sort of, I guess, ask like, what 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 makes you want to be an ally to anyone? What what makes you make the decision to go? I'm going to speak to those people from Pride of Irons and have them on my channel. Um, because I because it uh, it's, it's it sounds so cheesy, but it doesn't, and it's regardless of of, of anyone's sexual orientation or ethnicity or whatever the fact is that crossed irons is is a, is a community symbol um and it's on the pride of irons it's on the west ham it's on the bame it's on scandinavian hammers it's on fresno irons it's all over the bloody place and and that's what and that's what i tried to do i deliberately didn't want to not a uh, no word not alienate that's the wrong word but i wanted to be as inclusive as possible so the idea was I wanted to get people of different ages, different genders, different orientations, sexual orientations, ethnicities, different countries, just to show actually this this weird little club in East London has this absolutely massive diverse fan base, um, which just spreads the world and spreads every strand of it. So, you know, it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy club, but it's a club that everyone loves. And regardless of whether you're LGBT or whether, you know, whether you're, I don't know. Um, I, don't even, I don't even know any difference. I don't care really, because I, I really don't see any difference at all. But I just think it's lovely to get people from different communities on, different groups, to to actually, you know, show. You know, we we're all the same. You know, it's, we're all West Ham fans. You know, we've all had to suffer. We all haven't won anything since 1980, after the Intertoto Cup. Um, and so, you know, it was just it wasn't really a conscious thing originally, but actually. As I did it, I thought actually I needed to get and the same thing with the YouTube groups themselves. So, you know, we've had pretty much every YouTube grouper or someone from each YouTube each YouTube channel as well on, as well as podcasts and things like that, because we're all just one community and you know, and, and there's there's things at the moment where people are trying to sort of pull together a bit more for charity and stuff and and it's just it's just really, really important. I just I really just don't don't really see any difference really between different groups to be perfectly fair. You just your bunch, someone else's bunch and someone else's bunch, but we're all West Ham fans, isn't it? And uh and that's cheesy, but that's that's how I that's my my perception basically. No, you're right. I mean, look, I, I look at you, Russ, right, young bloke, young family, right? Yeah. All right, youngish bloke, young family, right? <laughs> big four oh next year, Joe. Oh yeah. Don't look it. Don't yeah. look it. No, but um look, we're gonna turn into a love fest in a minute if I'm not careful. Yeah. But it's it's a case of like I got a, a, a friend of mine, young fella, uh, Steve, West Ham supporter, all his life lives near Rush Green, wanted his kid to start coming over and watching West Ham women. So we started meeting up again. 
and he joined Pride of Irons because he realised the importance of understanding like the inclusivity and diversity mm. and he wanted his kids to sort of grow up and just basically all it means is just be a nice fellow when he grows up and have some understanding as simple as that and mm. that's why he joined and, and I look at people like you with that Russ you know just like we are as you say it's all family and I do believe in that united you know, yeah. maybe corny, but I do believe in it. It's true. I mean, the corniest things are the, are the truest, though, aren't they? I mean, like, yeah. you take um, that famous, I say famous, I mean, it's probably only famous to us, but um, Cass Pennant line from one of his books where he said, you know, all the trouble that went on back in those days, you know, around race and stuff. And he said, but when I was at, uh, when I was at West Ham, the only colours that mattered were colour and blue. No one yeah. else cared about anything else. So true. And I think it's such a simple statement, but it speaks volumes. Yeah, yes, it's really true. It's like we had, as if we had Apu on um, the other day from from Bamehammers, and and basically he was sort of saying, you know, he was carted around all over East London, basically, never really had anywhere to settle as a family, but because he was a West Ham fan, he that's that was his in. So he was at the back of the school, you know, back of the class, swapping panini stickers with with Chris or whatever, you know, or someone else because it had the West Ham and 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 the amount of times, you know, it's not just, you know, we, I might be going across a, somewhere in the world, you know, on holiday. That'd be nice. Do you remember we used to go on holiday? That was lovely, weren't it? I remember that time. What's that word? Holi- holiday. 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 I can't remember. No. You know, when you say a word so many times, it sounds like it's the wrong word. <laughs> um, and uh, and if there's a West Ham fan. Within 10 metres of me, I'll sniff him out. My wife will, will tut, she'll roll her eyes, um, and, and it just is. But it's the same as a crazy person. If there's a crazy person, my, my wife just like, it's like a magnet to my wife. It's so funny. She married me, that's probably why. Um, and so, so, yeah, so it's always been, it's always, I mean, you know, it's, I love West Ham. I love it as a club. I love it as a community. Um, we're a special bunch of fans. We've been hardened over the years. I, I've, I've likened it to um, when you've learned to play the guitar, you have to grow these sort of callus on your finger to make sure it doesn't hurt when you it's play the string. analogy. Yeah, and that's basically being a West Ham fan. Yeah, we've been calloused. And so it brings a certain type of type of person. And I think that's why we get lots of lots of non-West Ham fans watching the channel for that exact reason, because we're a, a unique bunch. We are absolutely so crazy for our club. We've won bugger. Well, it's, it's, it's weird because my family all support Spurs, right? All of them. Yeah. Every, both sides, every single one. And I just never got, got into football. Just, it it yeah. never meant anything to me. I never felt anything. Because when I started knocking about with, with my mates, who then I've known them now since I was eight, since I was eighteen. But when they started forcing me to go and play football over the park, mm. I was abysmal. And you probably could tell on, on soccer, I am not very good footballer. <laughs> um, but it was like during that FA Cup run, and and just they they drew me into it. Mm. And I knew I wasn't like yeah, it's not like it was like a glory hunting thing because they were doing well in this in this cup run. It was because I knew I knew about West Ham. I knew that they you know like you said I didn't want anything for years and, and all the rest of it but it was just seeing how much they cared and also it was about how much the player you know because it wasn't the most glamorous squad but how much those players put in and that's what drew me in it wasn't anything other than the community side of it mm. and and who what it meant to those people and it's true and you I mean you know lockdown is a perfect example you see the West Ham community coming out in all force you know obviously there's been people who have had tragedy during lockdown um and obviously part of facebook groups or whatever you're you know you see what happens and you know when they but you know the boys all yeah the boys and girls they all pull together and it's it's lovely it makes you it gets it makes you sort of feel warm inside when you see i mean one of them had a a, a bereavement and 
you know, they arranged the group arranged to have some flowers put on the on the chair of the of the, of the, of the young young boy who passed, and that was beautiful. And you know, I mean, we've done we've done the stuff for obviously the food banks, the Ironspoint food banks. Now, you know, they spend loads of them. You know, a lot of their money is raised at match days. There's been no match days, so they haven't been able to raise it. But they need it just more than ever. And you know, September we did a big sort of push. Um, we raised like over twenty grand. Um, which was mental. And we're trying to do it again now for the new recorder toy pill, as well as the iron sporting food banks. And it just, it's, it just makes me crazy. You know, and it's people not even in Newham, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't even live in Newham, you know, I live in, live in all church in it. And so, um, but everyone gets involved. I've got a bloody, I got some bloke to print up a, a QR code with the iron sporting food banks to put on my Christmas lights. And we've raised about probably 60, 70 quid down Osborne road, you know, where people have just like, probably just found out what a qr code is more than anything yeah <laughs> end up donating money but it's lovely and you know the guys are doing we've had like um we had neil taylor on from longer Log- Log- bowling and, and sadie who are doing the stuff for the um the advent calendars and selection boxes for the kids and it's like fucking hell, you know and he said like you know i've got i've got a little daughter she's eight and you're thinking, God, there's me picking up an iPad. Oh, God, no, no. just in case he's listening. <laughs> Never yeah. Picking up an iPad for a birthday, a new iPad. And like these kids getting like, you know, in a selection box. And that's, it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah. But uh, it's, it just, it, it, it sort of really sort of does bring that sense of community that we all feel. And we're just one family, isn't it? And I think the Rainbow Laces stuff is great. I mean, you know, obviously what they were doing on Saturday with all the, 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 the rainbow across the top, that was really cool. I thought that was a really, really cool thing to do, um, and I just, I just think it's, it's, it's something which is sadly needs to be done, to to, to show the, you know, the, it's the same with everything else, you know, when that when they do sort of these are uh, these sort of um, these types of initiatives, it's sad that they have to do them really. In in all, in all honesty, you know, we should, we're in a society now we should all be sort of just chilled out of everything, but obviously some people aren't, and it's nothing you can do about them, but it's great with the rainbow laces stuff and uh i love it i think it looked really cool on saturday i was like oh my god that's brilliant you know it's a well, real I, I think that you know th- th- this this th- what i really hope comes out of this is that we all come out of this with the same level of kindness that we found during yeah. lockdown yeah um and you know just to kind of go rewind a little bit you know you mentioned the bame hammers and i i did um I did a, a panel discussion for Rainbow Laces the other day. And at the end, you know, everyone's given a shout out and I gave a shout out to them. because so I said, look, well, the work they're doing is fantastic, yeah. but it's not just what they're doing for their own community. They're cooking meals for NHS staff, you know, yeah. massive, massive amounts of meals and taking them to people on the front line. And they're doing that all in their own time, their own money, their own resources, you know, getting their own transport to do that. It's fantastic. All the stuff that's happened with the food bank is bloody brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, supporting Rainbow Laces is an easy one, right? It doesn't cost anything because that's just a supporting a community thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, like we did the, the soccer AM thing on Saturday and we, we said that any, any money we, we raised would um, go to the food bank. And unfortunately, we ended up with nothing. But but Jimmy Bullard actually went, no, no, do you know what? That's that's a that's a great thing. So I'm yeah. gonna put the money in. So he's put he's put two hundred quid in. Um everyone doing those little things that that add up, you know, oh. two hundred quid in, like you say, sixty quid from the QR code down your road, people cooking meals, it's all part of that brilliant family like of people some, doing good. Someone like, you know, someone like John, John Batomsky, obviously who heads up to yeah. Iron Supporting Food Banks. I mean, he doesn't live anywhere around here. He lives in like up Stoke Way. And he's yeah, driving down with twelve hundred cans of dog food and and yeah, thirty thousand pizzas. It's mental, and it's just like things like that. Just it just shows you, you know, 
just the the togetherness that we have doesn't really math doesn't really cover geography we have buddy when we did the thing in september we had like 100 quid 100 quid from the singapore hammers 100 quid from adam over in uh, texas and you know and it's like these guys would never go into new and probably ever in their life but they're still yeah. Because it's some support in the community that is connected yeah. to that club. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember when John was um, chair of Whistler and he tried to get it kicked off. Then, it, yeah. for whatever reason, it, it didn't work out. But I suppose once he'd stepped away from that, he had a hundred percent of his yeah. efforts into this, and it's really wonderful. And I think it's one. You know, we can we can argue about the things that are good about the club and the things that are bad about the club. But yeah. this is one of those things you can go well. The fans are doing it. The club's supporting it. Yeah, that's one good thing we can say as a club we've done together. Yeah, which I think is it's been and it's across the board. So it's not it's not just coming from the fans. You know, the players have, have got involved in terms of donations. Um, I'm, well, I'm not going to say who because it's not fair. Um, and you know, and 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 the chairman as well have, have donated as well, and that's that's on the website. And you know, um, Mr. Sullivan paid. He bought a, a van. Um, they they've been driving around in their own cars. And so they've been charging yeah. petrol and stuff like that. And so it's little things like that, not little things, it's a bloody van, you know, it doesn't matter what, what sort of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lifeline for them really. And um, it just, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's, it makes you feel really good about the club. Um, in the time when we, you know, the clubs, we're doing all right off on the pitch as well. So, you know, seven. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? And for not a very bad. small period, for a very small period, we were third. Oh, how many screenshots look, were taken of that? Yeah, many. But look, um, on that point about the food bank, we yeah. we've got something we want to do to to help all we can. So last season we bought an extra one of the pink shirts for breast cancer, and we gave it to the club to get the women's team to sign. Um, and then obviously COVID's kind of hit, and basically when they've returned, the staff message went, "Oh, by the way, we've got that shirt." <laughs> so we want to we need to figure out how we're going to do it, but we want to yeah, raffle yeah. off this this lovely shirt Brilliant. here signed by. Come on, Joe, tell me who's who's who we've got there's, on here. There's so many. I can I can see Martha Thomas who actually came into our um, chat last night. It was just amazing. And um, yeah, there's something Vetaline Artes on Midag number twenty three. So there's a lot of them actually left as well. So that is a shirt that you. I'm going to buy a lot of tickets. Let me yeah. just say that. I'm going to buy <laughs> so a lot, we, whole lot of tickets. Yeah, we need to figure brilliant. out how we're going to do it, but we're going to get yeah. that online somehow and get that Great raffled show. off. And yeah. however much we make for it, it's going to go to the food bank. Fantastic. And, you know, we need to figure out anything else that we can do to support that. We've got a couple of other ideas, but um, we'll, we'll keep everyone posted. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet that out and stuff once it's, uh, once it's all set up. Great show. Every little helps them do as much as it you does. It does. And, and as I said, we had like, you say that Martha coming on to chat, we had... We did a thing on on Thursday. Um, we did a, a, an appreciation night for Trevor Sinclair, and um, you know I messaged, messaged Trevor and said, "Look, man, we're doing this night about you. Can you do a little video? Because um, we did one for Hearts on a couple of weeks ago, and John couldn't do it, couldn't pop in, so he sent us a video. Um, and Trev went, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come in. I'll, I'll, I'll come on the show.'" And I was like, <laughs> didn't tell anyone else so it was a real surprise but just before he came on he, he phoned he phoned me i've got these shirts like like he said, i've got this i bought this shirt i'm gonna sign it and we can give it to the you know and it's stuff like that as well all these little bits and he just said it's just it just really sort of gives you a, a better sense of humanity and how everyone's really kind there's a lot of kinder people than there are horrible people in the world but it's so easy isn't it it's so easy to do yeah. one what, even, if, even if it's just a small thing like you said all those small things yeah they, 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 they all add up yeah, 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 we've got, um, we'll be doing a few, as I said, I'll, I'll do these quiz nights where we sort of do like, um, not quiz nights, like game shows, 
like pointless and we do like fam um wheel of fortune and stuff and i've done done a couple with some of the ex-players for the new toy recorder we're hopefully doing some sort of events soon i don't know when it is but um and they've all given up their time you know they had a great time and you know and one of them was really shit and he phoned me up and he was like i want to do another one uh next week so he's like who do you want i said oh, I turn. so i've done like two i was aiming to do one but one was so crap in the first one that he wanted to go and do another oh, i love it. it's brilliant honestly it's so nice people are so generous with their time um whether it's for the charity stuff or for my hammers 11 i mean we've, we haven't had to pay for a I know for some, there's some players out there we you might have to pay for them to to appear mm. on the show. We haven't had any of that situation. Um, everyone's given their time up for free, and um, yeah, it's just nice. It's lovely. I, I love it. I love it, and I love doing the stuff for charity. Because to be honest, I've done bugger all for charity. I'll be honest. I did. I, I grew a moustache once. Um, I ran a half marathon once, and, and that was about it. So it's nice to do something for charity and feel like giving back. To, um, particularly it's to do with the kids as well. Because... Well, if, if nothing else, you're raising a huge amount of awareness for, for yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. you know, you, you're, you're kind of allowing, you're enabling other people to contribute to that kindness. Which sure, is, yeah, yeah. It's wicked. But let's keep keeping with the theme of things that are good and upbeat and making us feel great. Yeah. Um, this season, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Got it how, right is it, how is it for you? Because you're there Love every it. game. Oh, do you know what I've loved ever since? Ever, to be honest, ever since restart, bar two games, um, the beginning of restart, obviously when we lost to Wolves, um, when they they turned up, and even that day I knew we was going to lose just because Wolves looked a very professional side then. That was last season, obviously this season with the Newcastle game, and then probably about ten minutes of the Man United game. It's just it's brilliant, honestly. You just I, I'm I've always been. Uh, when, when when the appointment of reappointment of Moyes came in, I was I'm always a very positive person, and so I was like, Do you know, what? actually, he's what we do need because we need some stabilisation in the team, and he's just got you know give the man time, and you know, I mean, everyone forgets what a great job he did at Everton. He did a fantastic job at Everton, you know, solidified them. Um, I mean, but I think I think his genius, the whole genius of it, is his backroom staff. I think they're phenomenal. Um, you can see there's echoes of, of of Kevin Nolan in the way we take corners, and we're just we just seem to have a team that want to play. Um, and even like you can imagine, probably a year ago, if if that what happened at Man United on Saturday happened, there would have been boys out. Everyone was like. Ah, we were unlucky. We done well. You know, it's like it's really funny. It's like everyone's dialed the cynicism down a little bit now, which is really nice. Um, but you know, I just I'm loving it. I just think it's really great. We've all, as a team, it looks like we've always got a goal in us, and mm. there's been a lot of times where we. When was the last time we didn't score? Uh, exactly, I, think, I can't remember. I think it was the honest. Arsenal game, wasn't it? Must have been. Yeah, it must have been the Arsenal game. But. Um, yeah, there's always we're, been a goal in We're us. feeling positive all the time. Every time Bowen gets near the ball or yeah. Susha, any of them, you think, oh, we can get a goal here. And it's yeah. the, I can't remember the last time I felt like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant watching a match there. There's <laughs> no, like, flinch players. I call them flinch players. Players who, when they um, when they, their names on the team sheet, you go, you flinch. You think, mm. yeah. yeah. The only option is, obviously, that the Haller-Antonio thing. But at the end of the day, I just think, yeah, there's no real sort of, like, players that you go oh is he going to turn up today you know but you even know that though hello recently it seems like game on game the confidence is building but not just yeah. that it's almost i wouldn't say a smile because the bloke don't smile but no. it's almost as if like he's playing with a smile on his face a little bit you know he's he seems to be enjoying it more they all do 
Yeah, I mean, even that first half on Saturday, you know, oh, it was it was just com- it was just it was fun. You know, it was always funny. You know, it's like oh, gold, oh, West Ham. You know, um, can't we score? It's like we couldn't. I had like I was having because obviously there were some people back at the game as well, so I was having text messages from from um, obviously um, the guys did the the live from. London Stadium, like Chris and Jack and, and Colton did that. So and they were watching the game. So we had texts like coming through from me going, Oh, we're all over them. And then is is there not another way we can't score a goal? It's literally we had like every possible way of missing a shot. We you know, it's yeah. Hallow when he tripped over his own feet. But it was just like, oh, but you just knew it was you saw the, the writing was on the wall as soon as they brought on the it, it, that, that is the most West Ham game though, isn't it? It's the yeah. most West Ham game imaginable. Is you're playing really well against Man United. You you you've got tons of opportunities, tons of tons of chances to score that you're just not getting. And I said yeah. it at half time, didn't I, Joe, in the chat. I was like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Everyone we, said we, that, yeah. Everyone knew it was going to be a second different second half, yeah. didn't they? Completely yeah. two completely different games. Just being on Rashford and, and it's like yeah. and obviously with the with the Villa game where he didn't play particularly well and won um, and Fulham as well didn't play particularly well and won um, you know it was just a complete role reversal where he played really well and lost and um, it's just he come out and get game thinking how did we lose that game seriously you know how did we lose it for 60 minutes we were sort of like and then that little 10 minute blip and we just went back into our shells but I was on um, I was on the West Ham fan TV's Friday night pint on on Friday, obviously, and um, and Ryan made a good point saying, you know, when you got a good team, when we lose, and then the bounce. So, you know, if they can bounce back and put in a performance against Leeds, then that's a good team rather than letting it just slide down as we've has happened several times to us before. Yeah, but you know, I think I think this is a really good example of of that weird West Ham, like you said, like we're all a bit nuts, like that weird West Ham personality thing. Because everyone remembers that game against Hull that we won two two one, that where you know we booed the players off. Yeah. Then that game on Saturday, I've enjoyed that more than the last three games before yeah. it because yeah. it was just the way we were passing and moving and the speed which we were attacking yeah. and the confidence it was so enjoyable to watch and even though we lost I didn't feel that horrible thing no. in the pit in my stomach like I'd been punched no. I just thought do you know what we gave that a bloody good go yeah and I think that's, what people, that's what people want isn't it when we go to like a re, when we go to like a, a, a full Anfield or a full Etihad and having a go at the teams because we are good enough to have a go at them and you know bar the fact of I don't know how much they played for Fernandes and, and how much Rashford would be worth you know a couple of hundred million pounds worth of players we would have got something out of that game really um, and and what was amazing was the first time I think ever in my 20 years is as the game finished obviously Foo Fighters came on I don't think I, no, I don't think I paid Foo Fighters I think <laughs> deliberately I think I paid something else I think I played Helicopter by what's the name um, that, that World Cup oh um, block party, block party. Yeah, I don't know why, but helicopter. Sorry. Anyway, because um, you got to be careful as well with things like that. You know, if I, if I, I remember once, I think we lost. I think Pardew had lost a couple in a row, and I put on Paul Weller, changing man, and then some schmarky journalist would go, "Oh, and even the DJ thinks it's time for a change." You know, all that type yeah. of thing. But um, and there, and there's hidden and messages. There, exactly, exactly. I'm not that clever. But as the um, as the players as it finished, the players went over to, to thank the two thousand fans. And they all got up and sang bubbles. And I've never heard us lose a game like that, apart from probably the, the 2006 FA Cup final, where the players have been sung off singing bubbles, having lost the game. Um, I don't think anyone picked I don't think the Sky picked it up and stuff because it was over the other side. But I was like, wow, wow. Just shows you how well they played. And, and the, the change in attitude amongst most of the supporters now um, is quite astounding. 
I think that sets us in good stead as well, obviously, for, for the Leeds match. You know, I mean, mm. they lost, what, 3-1 to Chelsea as well, didn't they, last week as well? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually really positive going into the next match. Yeah, and I think also that, that the only variable now is, is I mean, obviously, Leeds is in Tier 3, so there's going to be no fans. Um, and, and that's going to be the, the, the variance, I think. That's why it's really important for the London clubs, I think, when they're playing other teams who haven't had fans, to really make those 2,000 fans yeah. sing, you know, really, really go for it. And to be fair, the guys that played, that were there on Saturday did, did us proud. They were lit, they were cheering, they were, you know, it was, it was lovely. A little bit emotional, actually, for me, because obviously I've been there in like, you know, there's been no fans at all, playing bubbles to myself, basically, and the journalists. And actually to hear it being sung back, it was like, oh my God, this is like, this is, this was just like 280 days ago, whatever it was, you know, <laughs> for the Southampton game. But uh, yeah, no, I think Leeds, and then obviously we've got um, Palace, which will be good. And it's just the lead up to Christmas, isn't it? The Christmas game. So I think we're in a, if you said to us at the beginning of the season, based on the, where we were in terms of all the, uh, particularly the Newcastle game, um, we'd be seventh um, after 14 games of taking your arm off to be honest for that so uh, as long as on that first page I quite like being on the first page of the league table you know what I mean <laughs> well, the down. weird thing was like <gasps> I think it was this weekend weekend before um, well actually no we played on the Monday didn't we so it was, anyway the, the, the last time I saw the table and there was us up on up in the top half and then it went down to the second half of the table you're like that's where I'm used to seeing us and then you saw Man City in the 11th yeah. what the hell is going on this yeah. season Exactly. All over it's the place. A bit crazy, like the whole Arsenal thing as well, isn't it, at the moment? So, you know, it's their time at the moment to uh, <laughs> to, to have a complete mare. But no, it's great. It's great. As I said, it's, it just gives us loads of confidence going into the Christmas campaign because, you know, there's lots of points to pick up. And it'd be lovely if we can pick up, you know, not ma- I don't think we'll get maximum points, but as many as possible. So then come January, come FA Cup time, um, we know how our season's going to pan out. We're going to be relatively safe, hopefully, mm. so we can have a go at the Cup. Um, that's why that's my thing about the Carabao Cup is it starts in September. So, you know, most teams, apart from, you know, apart from City and Liverpool, have aspirate they have they haven't got a big enough squad to pick out two teams so it's like it's always like you know the premier league takes a, takes the advantage and in, in terms of the two so by the fa cup third round you know how your season's gonna bar a complete catastrophe he says mm. that'll be clipped out when we go if we go down in may but uh no i think it's uh, i'm I, and i wouldn't mind a couple of boring you know 10th seasons just to stabilize us a little bit at the moment it's all been a bit squeaky bum time hasn't it comes sort of march april time it has you typically but we've been we, you know just as we've been saying we've been doing well this season we've been flying under the radar as well because the teams we've played on the whole have actually been you know your, your typical kind of top six top eight teams um and we've come out of those pretty well so if we had beat man united the other day i won't say united it's so tempting but it winds me up <laughs> um we would have yeah we would have been third right yeah. and i think Almost, not, not that I wanted us to lose it, but losing that and now dropping down to seventh, we're probably still flying under the radar a little bit. And you said yeah. there, you know, you'd, you'd be happy with a couple of seasons um, finishing tenth. Is that where you're expecting us to? Yeah, to or hoping that. So. I mean, finish? I think between. I mean, uh, we're, we're eighth now because Southampton just gone two one up. Um, so oh, yeah, oh. damn, damn, voice out, no joking. Um, and so um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think realistically looking at, I'd say obviously top ten. Realistically, I mean, you're looking at who is around us. Um, Everton, I mean, they've struggled. I think they'll start kicking up a bit form. So Wolves, 
Um, so we're sort of in that in that little eight, ninth, tenth. I can see that. Palace, I think, yeah, sort of. And then you've got Villa, Newcastle, Leeds. And then I think, although Arsenal sort of, I forgot, are still 15th. So they'll, they'll eventually kick up to the top 10. So I reckon about 10th, 11th. I think realistically, that's probably where we will be. I'd hope to be obviously a lot more. I'd love to, you know, push for a Europa place. would be amazing. But I would take 10th, 11th and a good cup run uh, every year, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, that's a typical, that's such a West Ham thing. That's a West Ham thing, but it's true. Mid-table and a good cup run, but how long has it been since we had a good cup run? Yeah, I know, 14 years. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind a good cup run. Um, but yes, um, and I, I, just, I just think, you know, this, this season's a, crack, a cracking up and it'll be so West Ham. It'd be so West Ham to have a cup run where there'd be no fans at the stadium. Um, you know, come the finals. That's what I thought last year we'd end up probably getting to the cup final because it's such a West Ham thing to do. You know, we've waited see, almost 40 years uh, to get to win a cup and uh, and there'd be no fans in that stadium. But uh, no, we'll see, man. But yeah, Stockport away, the Ian Dowie derby. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good draw for them as well. You know, fair play to them. And hopefully, I don't know what tier they're in, but I don't think... Um, they might be able to get some fans in and get some money in the gates for them because obviously they're yeah, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that's what it's about. If you forget, I suppose, how um, the lower the lower league teams struggle. Exactly. We, I mean, we're struggling because we we don't have the most cash in the, in mm. the Premier League. So God knows how those teams are doing. Well, I think I think to be perfectly honest, I think by by all accounts, you know, by what people are saying, that it costs probably more to have the two thousand than not. Um, hmm. Based on, I mean, from my own experience, there was a lot more staff, obviously, there on Saturday than there was previously. There's, there's the catering, there's, there's, you know, the stewards and stuff like that. But, um, you know, personally, I don't, you know, for two thousand, I would have, my own personal opinion would have been not to do it for the Premier League, uh, and do it for the say chap or League One, Two, and maybe Championship, because the Premier League was, you know, it was. 2000 you know, in a 60,000 stadium but if you've got like I don't know like Orient's ground you know where it's got an eight nine capacity for the tops and you can get 2000 in there that'll make a huge difference for them um not so much I think for West Ham but still it, it was done it's done it's it's a start in the right direction it's light at the end of the tunnel starting to so um you know vaccines being rolled at starting to roll up tomorrow apparently isn't it so yeah, well, we'll see. Fingers, fingers crossed for that. But yeah, maybe not all the low league clubs be allowed back. I mean, it sounds like Millwall don't deserve having their fans back. No, it going, full, seem... going full circle on our diversity chat. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. the uh, the excuse their supporters association put out, and then they changed they changed the settings on Twitter so no one could reply to it. And it's like, well, then you know what you're doing, really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was disappointing, wasn't it? And. Uh, <clears throat> they have come out today them and QPR they're going to do so they're different they're not taking a knee they're doing some arm in arm thing as well um, so mm. it is what it is isn't it I mean it's it's not our, it's not our club so I don't makes really... us proud no. of our club don't exactly like yeah there was, well, no, it was, there was no community. at all I was just about to say because it's not just us and the BAME group we've got any old Dines obviously so we're looking yeah. you know making sure we're supporting and looking after the Definitely. older fans we've got the disabled supporters board yeah. and the work they've done I'm sure most fans probably aren't aware but the work no. they've done is absolutely mm. phenomenal yeah honestly like making making football accessible for people who have access issues and you know yeah. um they've got the is it um James who does the commentary yeah, for, for the Saturday. blind supporters it was lovely. I saw him on Saturday. He 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 messaged me because someone asked me was he going to be there. And I said to be honest, I don't know because it was like two thousand. Um, 
but obviously they would know if they were if they were visually impaired or anything like that. So James was there, managed to see him. And again, like a thing like doing the, the YouTube channel, I'd never met James, um, but James has worked at Upton Park. Oh, he's a I'm, lovely guy. He's such, such a, a nice, nice guy. Bloke. And we saw each other and, and I saw he had a lovely bobble hat and we texted each other and then we saw each other at the... Um, saw each other at the lift and then we had to let a couple of reporters go in front of us and then we saw each other on the train it was lovely it was really nice and um yeah he's a top top bloke top top bloke james a lot of time for him lovely yeah it's on stop having time with him just yeah phenomenally lovely guy and and doing that as well um yeah because he started with for his brother didn't he now he just does it for yeah for for all the all the fans and when they moved over to the stadium all the systems were upgraded he does it for even more people that's, that's great stuff. That's they do it for they, See, our club's, well. our club's full of, full of it's fantastic full of them. people. Honestly, it's full of them. You know, I'm getting emotion here. I'm getting emotion. There's so much going on. Stuff, <laughs> but it's like all that stuff, isn't it? It's like, you know, and, and what I didn't know, there were, obviously we had James, we had James on the channel as well. Really good Hammers 11. He did 11 based on commentary moments. So obviously he has to give a bit ah, more commentary. Yeah. Because obviously it's not just the, yeah. obviously the it's for the visually impaired. So he has to sort of paint a picture. So it's where he's had to say things he's probably never said before. So he had like Adrian for the penalty against Everton, obviously De Canyon and things like that. And um, what I didn't know was he did the com- he does the visually impaired commentary, but he does it for the away fans as well. So he has to sort of be keep it balanced. <laughs> yeah, but sort of going, oh those buggers, those bastards. You know? <laughs> You know, still have this sort of paint a picture for the, you know, when we do have away fans back in. But I suppose he can let his guard down for next this season at least. So uh, no, he's a top top guy. There's, there's loads. There's so many people who do some incredible things. And and what's quite nice is you know all these sort of, they're sort of getting recognition for doing this stuff now. That they don't do it for recognition, but they are getting recognised and stuff. And um, it's it, it's yeah, as I said, it can be a bit emotional, Joe, and it's on to be honest, but. Uh, yeah. It is nice. It's love. All I feel bad now that I, that I name checked James and I didn't name check Kathy uh, and Trevor from the DSB. So you've got Kathy and Trevor from DSB as well, top people. We've got Lee from Bamehams, fantastic yeah, guy. Lo- loads of great people. Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Um, so <laughs> coming towards the end, looking to this weekend, what's your prediction, Russ? Turn around, turn around for the boys. Um, what I like about Leeds are they always give you a chance. Um, they play really open football, but they're a little bit susceptible at the back. Um, sounds perfect. Of, sounds great. Sounds like a, a great day for uh, if we had Mikhail and oh, hang on, no, we haven't. Um, no, but, uh, <laughs> no, but you know, a, a, a Barama just you know, who's all guns blazing, I think he'd he'd rip him a new one, um, that day. And so, I'm hoping for a convincing victory. Um, probably not, but yeah, it's convincing. typical West Ham thing, isn't it? We're gonna, no, we're not. We are. Um, no, I think we're gonna win. Like, uh, we're gonna win. We are gonna win. I think the you know, Moises, um, that was that 10 minute blip at Man United back to it on Saturday. Uh, it's like Friday night. Sorry, Friday night, isn't it? God, dear. Oh, yeah, fun. of course. Yeah, yeah, Eight yeah. o'clock. God, dear. Great starts to the weekend. I'll have to, I'll have, to have my, my kebab a bit earlier. Plan that out. <laughs> God dear. Oh dear. I'll get so, you so a delivery. Don't worry about it. No, no, not <laughs> no. But I, I think you're not right, Russ. I mean, I, I think that I, they are right. open. I mean, they've had big losses. Four-one uh, Palace yeah. and Leicester, wasn't it? They've lost. So yeah. you know, we we can find a way in. We've got the height now as well. I, I'd go for easy for two-one, three-one. Yeah, I think we need to. It's the type of games we need to. Um, so what, what are you picking, Joe, for your scoreline? I'm going uh, I'm going to be really positive because so I'm going to be wrong so I'm going to go more negative. I'm going to go 2-1 because I'm always wrong so they've been 3-1. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying 2-1. What are you going with, Russ? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go for 2-0. I'm going to go for a clean sheet for West Ham. Gets Patrick I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a clean sheet. I'm going to go for 3-0. Uh, oh. I just feel like I, I, I mean, maybe it's misplaced positivity. It probably is, but you know, I feel like you're. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Ross. I think there's going to be a bounce back. I think there's a bit of pride in in their hearts, a bit of fire in their belly. Mm. I think they're going to want to come back. And, yeah, you know, so. turn that around. I think you're just going to get Moyes and 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 you know, Kevin and and Alan and and PSE all just drumming it into him over the over this week, drumming it into him. You know and that's what I love. That's what I love. That's why if I'm watching an away game, I have the crowd noise off because I like listening to our bench because they are yeah. a bunch of nasty bastards on the bench. And I am. I'm the same. I love hearing oh, what's actually brilliant. going on. Well, the Villa game was brilliant because obviously it was them versus Nolan. Dean Smith, wasn't it? And and it was just hilarious. It's like you know, and all the journalists. I spoke to a few of them at half time, and they were just laughing at some of the some of the colourful language that was coming out of, of the both benches. But uh, I love it. I just love where we just... Like, I can imagine Nolan, that game, I was, I was looking, I was like, he wants to he wants to put his boots on and just run on there and go through someone. You can see... Yeah, on Greenish, weren't it? Yeah. Oh, don't talk about Tom Daly. Don't start with that, yeah. Right, I mean, that's about us wrapped up. But before we do go... Russ, obviously, you know, we've talked about the channel already, but do you want to kind of give people an idea where to follow you and stuff and, and anything else that you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, youtube.com slash myamas11. Um, DJ Russie B on Twitter or whatever, or Instagram. Um, but yeah, just check it out. Obviously, we've got the new toy recorder stuff coming up soon. Um, we're doing an appeal for that to get some kids, the new kids, some some toys. Um, there'll be some charities so I'll be doing a couple of charity things coming out as well so yeah I mean it's just just the same we've got some cool stuff we've got on we've got a couple more uh, game shows we've got some more appreciation nights we're doing one on Ludo very soon quiz night we just try and do a bit of everything and baking I love me baking so I do a bit of baking on the channel as well <laughs> just because why not we're diversity no, it's not why all not? people it's not about all oh. people shouting about West Ham. We do a bit of baking on the channel as well. When, when we're all back in the stadium, you need to have a little bake sale going on to raise. That's some, what I was going to do. Money. Yeah, little little bake sale, my scones and little cupcakes. West Ham cupcakes, we're brilliant. Let's have a competition. Yeah. yeah, come on. West Ham Bake Off. Bake, West Ham Bake Off. Oh, do you know what? We could speak to, we, we, you know, we met Tom Allen a couple of times now. Maybe yeah. we could message him go, look, can we, do you want to come yeah. down and do a West Ham Bake Off? He's sort of an honourably West Ham fan, isn't he now, Tom Allen? So, yeah, we get him on. Yeah. We could do a, a bit of a Bake Off thing for Pride of Irons and Miami's 11. Yep, sounds great. Sounds great. Good stuff. <laughs> I put on even more weight in this lockdown as well. <laughs> I can reclaim some of mine. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, that lockdown body I was hoping didn't, didn't materialise much. Then I learned how to do baking and made a lot of pizzas and bread. But yeah, apart from that, but yeah, but stuff like that. I mean, honestly, it's like for, for like my mental health and stuff. I mean, that was brilliant. Like this, this like doing the channel, that sort of, you know, gave me some, some folk because like, it was horrible, weren't it? You know, you've got nothing to do over the weekends and stuff. So that was always, and, and the baking just like, you know, wasted like three or four hours waiting for things to proof. It was brilliant. That was my Saturday, you know, just doing a, some baguettes or something. <laughs> Could have gone to the co-op and bought one for 89p, but no, I'd spend four hours proofing my own. Um, although I did actually almost poison my wife because um, I had, um, shall we say this live? But no, no, I, um, 
it's always happened. This happened. That's why you to, everyone used to watch my lunchtime shows because I just put myself into a bigger <laughs> hole every time. I am. Um, I use the older uh, Zephora. I love the. I love Zephora. Like or like the, the disinfectant spray. Oh, Joe, it's brilliant. B and M's get it. It's lovely. Okay, how much and, is it? Um, but we put it on and like it's an advert as well. Halfway through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get a brand deal. And <laughs> um, and I'd wiped it. Wiped, wiped everything down. And I forgot to. Oh yeah, Pepsi Max. Yeah, I got Pepsi Max Cherry. There we go. Cheers. Pepsi yeah. Max Cherry, and I'd forgotten to wipe it down properly. And then I put the put the bread out, gave it to them, rolled it all up, gave it to my wife, and she was like, "Yeah, it's nice, Russ, but it tastes like Dettol." <laughs> I was like, oh, to clean it out. Clean it bread, bread by Trump. <laughs> bread by Trump. Yeah, not getting no Corona now, love. You're all right. Okay. But, uh, no, it's all good fun. It's all good fun. Well, I think that is a, a, a very, well, not, not poisoning your wife. It's a very positive message that <laughs> when you're in lockdown, finding things to do yeah. just to, to, to make yourself a bit happy and give yourself something to do can turn into something absolutely marvellous and magical. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So inspiration, happen. Russ, inspiration. Oh, yeah. And the joy yeah. that you, you bring people as well. I mean, you know, I've, you know, you, you know, my story has been a lot going on and, and it's been nice sometimes. I've not watched them all. I haven't got the time to watch them all. Oh, but to actually watch something with content with West Ham and Smile, and, and that's that that's gold. So yeah, yeah, you. and 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 sometimes do yeah. I don't know. I, I piss some people off a little bit because I'm always very positive. But it's always been me in my life, and I've always yeah. been very positive. So, yeah. and it, you know, it's, it's there's loads of different channels, loads of different content. So if they like mine, you can bugger off, and you know, someone else will. I'm not really fussed. Yeah. It's what I like talking about, and everyone likes listening to it. So as long as people are still liking it, then it's all good, man. But uh, no, I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. Fantastic. Right, so that's just going to wrap up then. Um, this has been Pride of Irons YouTube or podcast, depending on how you're consuming this format. Please subscribe to, to both if you can. Give us a follow, whatever it may be. Drop us a comment, like, whatever. Joe, over to you for the final words. No, uh, come support West Ham women as well. Um, we're going back on the 20th. Um, and yeah, there's going to be 700 season ticket holders there shouting for the, for the women. And uh, yeah, because we've not even got a, a manager at the moment. So we all need to get behind them. Positive tweets and positive thoughts. Positivity all round. Thanks mm. very much, everyone. And we'll catch you all next time. Come on, your irons. Go on. <laughs>